0: Good morning and welcome to Over It is Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kaye and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, August 4, 2016, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page eighty-six, the last paragraph, which begins in thinking about our day. Um, Today's readers are Lois M. on the 12 Steps, Lisa B. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Kelly S., Carolyn S.H., and Rebecca F. Our newcomer greeter is Deanna B. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, August 3rd, is 8970. Um, Lois M. to please read the 12
1: Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, everyone. Excuse me. This is Lois M. in Massachusetts. Uh, Grateful to be here this morning. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of him and uh, of his will and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Lois. I will now ask Lisa B. to read our Twelve Traditions.
2: Good morning. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I pass.
3: Thank you, Lisa B.
0: Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we begin our study of the Big Book on page 86, the last paragraph that begins in thinking about our day. I'm going to ask Kelly S. to read that paragraph and the one after it and to focus sharing on the second paragraph read. Thank you.
4: Hi Kathy, this is Kelly S. from Oklahoma. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so grateful to be on this meeting and finally getting to um, participate. Uh, Okay, so in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration. An intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pray. We might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will. And are careful to make no requests for ourselves only we may ask for ourselves however if others will be helped we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work you can easily see why well um again this is kelly s from oklahoma recovered compulsive eater and um this spiritual part i've been around this program like a lot of you guys for um 30 plus years and started listening to Vision for You over three years ago and um, just have become recovered in like the last 17 months. So uh, getting -um, re-educated on the big book was huge. And one of the things for me that um, I learned in this program from listening to you guys was this entire thing is a spiritual thing. Like, you know, I used to always think it was a spiritual part, that we had a spiritual part of this program. And the whole point was, To stop my compulsive overeating and um, you know it was pointed out by listening to vision um, that in the big book it says in we agnostics it talks about the main object of this book is to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves to solve the problem and the problem isn't just you know that I'm a compulsive overeater the problem is I don't know how to do life I'm 53 years old and I still don't know how to do life And, you know, when I, when uh, somebody shared that in the meeting one time and I found this part in the book and we read it, I was like, okay, I mean, it actually says this in the book, clear-cut instructions all along here, which I really never thought we had, even when you all would tell me that, I'm like, not really, there's not really clear-cut instructions, but okay, I had nowhere else to go, so I kept listening. And granted, I've had the, I've had four copies of this big book, you know, so it's not like I haven't read it before, but it really is laid out here. And then when I read it, there's there's a thesis sentence, a thesis statement in, in the big book that says that is the main object is to find a power greater than yourself. That's the whole point of this, so that we can learn how to do life, so I can learn how to do life different. So, you know, for me, I always made there a spiritual part of my program and actually you know, I would focus so much on the tools, which are important for me. You know, I have to have my uh, food plan and my, my network and my meetings, on, and I have to have all that to to get to my spiritual part. But if I don't make time, which was the thing I never did, if I had time, I did it, but I never made time. And um, one of the things I remember reading in Step 11 in the 12 and 12 um, is, you know, it talked about um, – well, it says, those of us who have come to make regular use of prayer with no more do without it, than we would refuse air, food, or sunshine. And for the same reason, when we refuse air, light, or food, the body suffers. And when we turn away from meditation and prayer, we likewise deprive our minds, our emotions, and our intuitions of vitally needed support. As the body can fail its purpose for lack of nourishment, so can the soul. And I remember hearing that, thinking that sounds great, but... I couldn't imagine ever actually being there. So, you know, in the last um, 17 months of my really committed commitment to my recovery and being recovered, um, it has become really important that I know that just like I have to, for me, weigh and measure my food, you know, I do uh, writing every day and I make phone calls to my um, network. I have to make time for my higher power, and that's evolved. I mean, like seriously, at the very beginning, you know, I would do it, but as time has gone on, I've needed it more and more. And it's like so amazing that I'm actually one of those people that get up early because I don't do mornings. Like this is a huge willing to go to any length to get up on my day off to do this, which may sound crazy because my sponsor's in Pacific time and it's four freaking AM there. But for me, this is willing to go to any length. So I get up early every morning to, to do my prayer and meditation because I finally have become that person that, you know, um, my spirit, my soul doesn't feel the same if I don't do this and get connected. And it's been baby steps for me. You know, I've um, I've had to uh, gradually do it, and I still, you know, only do about ten minutes of you know kind of a guided meditation. I do, but um, it it just changes my whole day, and it's become vitally important, just like food and water. And and I'm just so grateful that Vision for You has has uh, shown me that. And I know th- that this isn't. The solution. The solution is a big book, but it's been my vehicle to be um, renewed with that. So, just grateful to be on this meeting today, and grateful to be of service. And thank you, Kathy. And I will pass with that.
0: Thank you very much, Kelly F. Who would like to share on the second paragraph that Kelly read? Barbara,
5: Barbara R. Larry. Okay. Tina
6: S.
0: Barbara R. Tina S. Larry K. Who else?
5: Nessa R. Nessa R. Nessa R.
0: Elaine. Carol G. Elaine B. And Carol G. Let me see if we can stop there. I have Barbara R. Tina S. Larry K. Nessa R. Elaine B. And Carol G. Did I miss anyone? What oh.
7: page, please? Who is that? What page?
0: Page 87, the first whole paragraph we're sharing on. Okay, Barbara R., please go
8: ahead. Hi, good morning. It's Barbara N., actually. Oh, sorry Uh, about that. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, It's Barbara N., compulsive overeater in New York, recovered just for today. And um, I wanted to say a little bit about the prayer that they talk about here. Um I'll start, you know, by saying that I've always been a prayerful person. I'm actually um an interfaith minister. So, um prayer has always been a part of my life. Um you know, before the program when I was deep in the food, I I did a lot of praying. I mean, I would pray from morning till night sometimes, you know, God, please help me stop this behavior and um you know, I was just so deeply depressed. Um, and, you know, I just found that God couldn't get through. I mean, before I could get rid of all the fears and resentments and all the stuff that led me to the food, there was no way God could get through. And, you know, the, the way they talk about prayer here as being the way we start our day and so central to our lives it's a different kind of prayer, and not asking for ourselves only. I mean, I have to say that my whole prayer life has been completely transformed. And I, I'm not very big on saying word for word prayers out of the big book. I know, um, you know, there are many beautiful prayers, but for me now, it's really a speaking from my heart, and it's um, it's 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 something that's very unselfish and feels much more beautiful and meaningful and it really carries me through the day. I, I actually feel like the words that I'm saying can't even really describe how, you know, I'm almost in prayer the entire day in a way that's very meaningful and very helpful. It's a listening it's a constant listening when they talk about you know um getting insights and um you know never praying for our own selfish and it's a it's like a guiding force and it's actually something that i only experienced uh, you know prior to program in little like i had little pockets of it there was some days when i felt oh i i really can hear god i really I really understand what I'm supposed to do today and how I'm supposed to live. But with practice and through really removing the blocks to God's presence with this program, which is not something I thought I was doing when I started, like everyone else, I thought I was just, I just needed to stop compulsively overeating. But with practice, it's it's become like this amazing intuitive sense that gets stronger and stronger. And my life really shows the results of that. My life is totally transformed by it. So it's a prayer that works. Um, And again, I feel like, you know, describing this is very hard. It's kind of like describing the power of love. You know, if you've never felt it, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to understand when somebody else tells you about it, but I'll just say to anyone who is working this program, um, the gifts the gifts are incredible and um, it, it's just amazing how transforming you know it can be, even for someone who has had a, a strong belief in God and um, you know uh, thought they already had that in their life. This is this is to me something totally different, a totally different way of life, and um, I'm so grateful.
6: Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara M. and Tina S. Please go ahead.
6: Thanks, Kathy. Tina S. Compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Well, I really love this part of the big book, and when we're doing the work here on the line, Uh, I'm this part of the the time that we do this, I am re-energized. I have this feeling that is just so overwhelming and, and I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, but it says, you know, we usually conclude the period of meditation. So, you know, I've done a couple par- paragraphs prior to this to get to this place, you know, because I certainly was one of those that uh, many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that praying for our own selfish ends, you know, that's me, you know, and, and it didn't work. So therefore, you know, I was trying, I need to do something different and, and, these are the instructions, you know, on awakening, I start, I start when I awake in the morning and, and by the time I get to this paragraph, I'm ready, you know, I'm, I'm pretty ready for God to, um, you know, take me through the rest of the day, show me, you know, what he would have me be and and to come with me, you know, that I'd be given whatever I need to take care of all my problems today. And I love what was shared earlier. You it talks about in the big book that lack of power is my, my dilemma. And, you know, exactly what this book is about is to get me to a relationship with a power greater than myself. That will solve my problem. You know, it says will. It doesn't say help me. It says will. I love that that was shared earlier. And, um, you know, today, you know, I have a solution. You know, it used to be food, booze, shopping, sex, whatever. That was always the solution and never worked for very long. For periods of time it did. But today, one day at a time, you know, if I keep doing this deal, I, kept get, I keep getting it. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina F. And Larry K., please go ahead.
9: Good morning, Kathy. Uh, thank you for your service. Larry K., Recovered Compulsible Reader from Chicago. Um, so it says, we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. And I'm reminded that, you know, my real purpose, again, is to is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and to the those around me. And you know, perhaps this paragraph is asking me to draw, you know, a, a sharp contrast uh, between the self-centered life and a God-centered life. You know, because w- when I'm self-centered, I'm, I'm inherently preoccupied. I'm self-absorbed with getting what I want, what I deserve. You know, I deserve more love, more stuff, more acceptance, more compliance from others, more accomplishment. You know, even the word "deserve," deserve. You know, from the Latin word "off." I mean, it's it's uh, you know, for me uh, today, I want a bit. You know, I want a, I want a bit less. I deserve a whole lot. You know, less. You know, serving others, serve my higher power. You know, what I continue to learn from from the wisdom of these steps about a God-centered life is that you know, first, freedom from self-will is a daily choice. It's a it's an action. It takes action on my part. You know, there's no carryover credit from, from what I did yesterday, from the, the altruism that I engaged in yesterday, you know. You know, wait, wait, yesterday was devoted to others, so you know, today is is, you know, uh Larry Palooza day, it's me day, you know, um and then, you know, for me out come the carpet slippers, the cupcakes, a syringe, if you will. You know, next thing you know, I'm I'm vomiting in in a bathroom stall. That, that wasn't the manifestation of my disease, but maybe it was yours. And you see, my reprieve from this disease, this vicious disease, is, was, it, it'll always be contingent on my spiritual ascendance. And I can only be dominated by my creator if I make a daily, sometimes an hourly, moment-by-moment choice to, to turn my will over to, to God's will. And how do I do that? Well, I simply ask for freedom from self-will. You know, it's step three every day. This, this stuff isn't, conce- isn't uh, conceptual to me any longer. It's, it's action. It's stuff I do every day. I live in these steps. I am these steps. You know, thy will, not mine, be done. Question is for me, am I smart enough today to surrender? I used to be too smart to surrender. My pride had me. Too intellectual. Could be too smart for this program, you know, is a way of saying it. This is most certainly an action. Every day I ask to turn over my will to God's will. Thy will, not mine, be done. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry K. And Nessa R. Please go ahead.
5: Hi. Good morning. This is Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada, and I'm so grateful for um, the instructions. In this section because you know this has made meditation um, accessible to me Um, I have prayed all my life even if I prayed in infantile selfish ways um, I was very familiar with prayer but meditation was something that just completely totally eluded me and I don't know if it's the same way with everybody but the instructions in this book just makes make it so easy and this is what it's all about. The close relationship with God. You know, what we talk about in step three, you know, turning our will in our life over to the care of God. It's it's in this, it's in meditation that, that we do it. Because it's in meditation that we listen to to God's will for us. And, you know, that's what the spiritual awakening is, living a life aligned with God's will, not in pursuit of my of my own will. Um, and with respect to this specific paragraph, it says here, we especially ask for freedom from self-will. And the best way I know um, in order to get out of myself or to get the self out of me and my life, actually, is to think of others. And there's two other instructions about meditation, in uh, uh, not in this section, in other parts of the book. I don't know why. Um, they're not all put together in the same section, but um, the first one is in page 83, where it says um, uh, the top asking each each morning in meditation that our creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love, you know, and that is a focus on others, you know. Uh, the second um, reference that is not in, in the uh, in the main meditation part, uh, of the instructions is in page 164 that we that we read um, every every morning at the conclusion of this meeting. It says here, asking in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. So again, it's it's focus on others. You know, meditation is okay. God, show me how I can be of service, and not of service to me, but of service to God and to others. And I, I just love these instructions because they just make it so easy. I just, follow, I just follow this script and I do my meditation and it sets me on the right footing with the right frame of mind and it delineates all my actions for the rest of the day. It's how can I be of help and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Or- and Elaine
3: B., please go ahead. Thanks, Kathy, for your faithful service. This is Elaine B. Recovered in Massachusetts. And um, I, I, love <laughs> I love this. I love this. I like, usually we conclude the period of meditation, and I had put together some different prayers that I wanted to do in the morning. and I did a typo, and it says this period of medication, and I truly do find it. It's a medication I need all throughout that all throughout the day, this vital contact with my uh, power greater than myself. On page 68, it says, um, uh, we're now in a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We're in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. Well, you know what? I have calamity every single day. And unless I need, unless I uh, lean into God, I'm going to get right back into self-will. I'm going to get right back into um, running the show. I'm going to get up off my knees in the morning or, you know, after I finish my meditation with my plans, my will, my agenda. And I'm going to go out and what's going to happen? I'm going to step on the toes of my fellow's. They'll retaliate. I'm going to be driven by all forms of selfishness, dishonesty, and fear. No, you know, I need to find out what the role is that God assigns. How can I do that? You know, all my life, I remember coming into uh, to OA kind of blocking, thinking, spiritual program, I already got that. And, you know, I heard they get on the, on their knees in the morning and ask for help and get up at night and, and um, say thank you. And that was enough to get me in. And little did I know how much prayer, how much conscious contact with a power greater than ourselves is necessary to have recovery. That got me to abstinence. That kept me in the rooms and meetings. But it was doing this program that has opened up a power greater than myself, that conscious contact that I can access all throughout the day. And what's going to happen all throughout the day? Problems. (laughs) So if I ask God to be shown uh, all throughout the day what my next step is to be, that means I'm checking in with God all throughout the day. And that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. That means there's going to be problems all throughout the day. So I need to be on guard for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, but I also need to be on guard for problems. I love just before the third step, it says, we have a new employer. He'll give us everything we need if we stay close to him and perform his work well. This is repeated in different words. We pray that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems, like the waves on the ocean, they're just going to keep coming. But with that, this God that brought me in because I could not handle food, I had so much extra weight on my body, solve that problem. And now God wants to help you solve everything out, And um, one day at a time, doing it with you. Thanks. Bye,
10: Cass.
0: Thank you, Elaine B. And Carol G., please go ahead.
10: Good morning, Kathy. It's Carol G., Convulsive Albarita, uh, Recovered One Day at a Time. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Vision Few. Uh, I just took a, a few gulps of fresh air <laughs> just then because I am living in the oxygen uh, of the sunlight of the spirit. And um, I was just thinking while I was listening to the wonderful shares, uh, why does a co- recovered compulsive overeater need to meditate? Well, because of that constant struggle with self, um, I know I've ceased fighting with self, but it's still there. It can still wrestle me from time to time. Um I mean, one of the things that I conclude every single day is that one thing that I must go through the day without is struggle. I will struggle and I can set myself up for struggle all the time. I can even forget to breathe. Um, I mean, I've noticed this very, very recently that my weak spots are very revealed in these meditations. Because where where I used to do my binging was late in the evening or mostly in the afternoon. And that's when I begin to run out of power. So I begin my day full on, full of energy, full of power. But if I don't keep having those pit stops throughout the day, by the end of the evening, I'm almost crawling. And that's when the disease used to pounce on me. And that's when self can get me as well. Um, just recently, um, as a result of meditation and inspiration, I've discovered that my dual personality is, is not just always compulsive, addictive, grasping, that will want to feed me to death. It can also be anorexic, avoidant. It'll want to starve me, it'll make me rigid, it'll make me controlling, and I can flip and oscillate between the two. And I found that in a conflict, the, those two parts were actually tearing apart my sober life. You see, I can love you. Because God loves me through you, through you, through me, vice versa. But what I say to myself is very unkind. I have terrible automatic thinking. I can starve myself of love and of laughter and joy and social connection. And people and my higher power can animate me every single day if I just make that connection with it. If I just conclude that I don't have to struggle with this and that the people who I need to be in in connection with today will just show up. I have a wonderful, wonderful day, and in my next breath, God will just rush in and animate me again. And I took a wonderful, I think it was a half day at the weekend when my son wasn't around, and I spent half a day just basking in the sunlight of my spirit of my higher power. It was so wonderful and animating and connecting and took me out of those dark feelings and out of those terrible moments that we sometimes get. If I can tap into that every single day, I don't have to take half a day. So why, why I get up on the morning quite early is to spend some time when the, the house is still and it's quite quiet because I need that nourishment because I can be terrible to myself with my self-talk and I really need as much love as I'm very, very willing to give everyone else. Love you all. Take care. And that's me and I pass.
0: Thank you, Carol G. And who else would like to share on this? Paragraph.
2: This is Janice.
0: Janice M. Anyone? Kimberly L. Kimberly L. Anyone else? Okay, I think I'll take a turn too uh before we move on. Okay, Janice M, please go ahead.
7: Well, good morning to you, Kathy Kay and everyone. My name is Janice and um I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. What what directions, you know, we're talking about clear-cut directions. The more uh, I read this, the more I, I, you know, they are such good directions. They really are. You know, I used to, when I first came and I read it, I said, we may ask for ourselves, but be careful to make no requests for ourselves. Well, that's all I knew in disease was to make requests for myself. God, give me this. Please do this, you know. Now, um, now, you know, it's thy will be done. You know, this, this whole step 11 right here is just the beginning. This because it says to improve our conscious contact with God. The more we do it, the more we improve. So, you know, we may not have it, you know, right now, but it will improve. Because in disease, um, my, my disease is all about Janice, me, myself, and I. So I was always looking looking inward and praying for myself. Inward, but in recovery, like it said, the purpose is is looking outward for you know helping other people, being useful to others, into God. That's that's real prayer because uh, disease is very selfish. Now, in, in meditating, the best prayer that I do for meditating, and it really says the whole thing of being non selfish and growing towards God's my higher power's ideal is the classic prayer of St. Francis. And that's located on page 99 in our 12 and 12. If, you, if, if we read that, I'm not going to go through it, but, you know, <laughs> every line is a direction for me to be helpful to someone else. And guess what? When I do that, there'll be peace because it's the most selfless thing I can do. It's, it's got nothing to do with helping me. Given anything to me, it's all about you know, may I bring harmony, may I uh, bring truth, Uh, may I comfort instead of being comforted. Well, I always wanted to be comforted, I want you to understand me, but it's hard for me to understand you. So, if we start, if I because I started praying like this, I, I, I remember it and I meditate on those words because I have to forget myself. By self-forgetting, okay, one finds that I will be, you know, I will love other people. I will be forgiving. I will be awakened, spiritually awakened. And that's what what meditation prayer, this is what I use for meditation so I can grow towards a better ideal of my life.
11: And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice M. and Kimberly L. Please
11: go ahead. Good morning. This is Kimberly L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. And <clears throat> what a great meeting, and thank you all for sharing. You know, one of the things that um, really kind of, one of the things that really hit me this morning as we were reading this is I, like many others, have shared um, was not a morning person, and I would roll out of bed at the last minute before I had to get ready for work. And now I pop out of bed bright and early in the morning because this is my spiritual medicine, and this is something that I absolutely crave. Um, I crave that quiet time when nobody's up, and I can do my prayers, and I can have my time to meditate um, because before program all I did was pray God please help me be abstinent please help me be abstinent but the words had absolutely no meaning and as I spend more time in the recover, in recovery and as I the truth is is that as I continue to do my ninth step amends because I'm not done yet every time I do one I feel like I'm closer to God and I feel like I am finally feeling what others have experienced and it's such an incredible joy and it's what I crave and what I want more of. I can remember going through a spiritual process um, about a year and a half ago when I was not abstinent and I had said to our leader, I feel like I am blocked. I feel like there is cement between my head and my heart and that cement is slowly being chipped away. But it comes with a tremendous amount of work, and I am not doing this perfectly. I am on vacation with my family right now. my character defects are glaring i have I have done so many ten steps in the last week um, but but this process does work. When I put the time in and I'm willing to do it, it absolutely works And with that, I'll pass,
0: Thank you, Kimberly L. And this is Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston. Um, I just want to build on what others have said and say that um, this step and meditation in particular requires a lot of practice. You know, I read this over and over again, um, and the part that says um, we May ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. But you know, when I first started listening, I really did not yet have the capacity to discern um, selfish requests from unselfish requests. And I still struggle with that sometimes. I have a situation right now with my son, um, he's having some difficulties. And what I realize is sometimes my requests are really about making me feel better um, because it's so difficult for us to see our children suffer. And I really have to turn that around and genuinely ask God what I can do uh, to be helpful to my son, not what I can do to feel better myself. Um, And it's a very fine distinction, but it does make a difference in how my day unfolds. So, um, you know, it's practice, 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 and each day that I read these pages and do what is suggested here, I feel like my connection with my higher power continues to grow. And with that, I pass. Okay, um, we're now going to move on to the next paragraph, and I'm going to ask Carolyn S.H. to read it for us.
12: Yes, good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, Vision, for you, Carolyn S.H., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eater in Massachusetts. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Again, Carolyn S.H. from Massachusetts, and I'm uh, setting my timer. Um, When I learned I was uh, perhaps gonna be sharing on this paragraph, um, my first thought was, uh uh-oh. This is not one that I've really focused on. Um but I am so grateful that this is the one I was asked to share on because in just focusing on it a little bit, so many things have jumped out on me, um, at me, which is so this whole this whole process, this whole book is about us finding a power and uh, about uh my relationships getting right, my relationship to God, my relationship to myself and my relationship to others being righted um, by, my, uh, by my willingness to turn my will and my life over to my God. Um, and here, I'm actually including other people in my conversation with God, um, and I actually find that pretty fascinating and phenomenal. Um, so if circumstances warrant, well, I live alone, um, I'm not married, so I don't have a wife or a a husband um, to pray with, but um, I do pray with friends. And I've uh, had, there's been uh, bouts of time where um, I will have a scheduled time, like early in the morning, 5 a.m., 6.30, where I'll get on the phone or on Skype and um, pray and meditate um, with a fellow um, in the program. Uh, I'm not doing that currently because I've substituted so I do this meeting instead, um, but I still pray every time, almost every time um, that I speak to another person in the program, we start with a prayer. Like if we call each other for step 10 or if I call to discuss the step nine, um, one of us will say, what do you, what prayer do you want to start with? Um, and it's, it's just such a, a blessing. And it's so different to um, interact with others, in a way that is talking to God as opposed to me trying, like seeing, trying to be selfish. Like um, my reaction to others was all about me, 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 and those uh, instincts gone wild, you know, and um, the ego um, being dependent on others' reactions to me and my relationship to them and this and that. And now my relationship and uh, my life is dependent on, on God and others are included in that. And it's, and I really, I feel like I'm just at the beginning of even understanding what that means. Um, and I have put in my, um, relationship ideal that, um, is set forth in kind of in a sex inventory at the end of the sex inventory. Um, the, a kind of relationship that includes prayer, um, together. Um, and I think that's all I need to share. My three minutes are up. So with that,
2: I pass.
0: Thank you, Carolyn S.H. Who would like to share on this panel? Mary A.
1: Ronnie P. Ronnie P. 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 Okay.
0: Ronnie P. A. Nancy R. Lynn I mean,
2: Ronnie
0: P. P. Ronnie P. Lynn S. Uh, Lynn S.
4: Leah S.
0: Leah S. Okay, let me repeat what I have. Mary A, Nancy R, Ronnie P, Lynn S, and Leah S. Anyone else? Alita P. Alita P. Okay. Let's see if we can get we may not have time for all of you. We'll see how we do. Please watch your time and Mary A, please go ahead.
13: And Kat, if you I I can't find my um timer if you could time me. So, um, thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. It's Mary A., recovering compulsive overeater. God and abstinence, all of you are the most important things in my life. And you know, um, uh, the the, the um, passage we just read. I remember reading that one day when I first had come to the rooms ten years ago, and I said, "I'm just going to ask my husband." I remember he was walking through the room, and I said, "Honey." We used to pray together, you know, would you consider going back to prayer? And really that was such a change in our life together to get back to that, even though we do other forms of prayer together every week, like when we go to church and stuff, which is my highest form of prayer. But um, if you don't mind, I was trying to get in um, for for the paragraph right before it, and it meant so much to me because I think of all of all the paragraphs, of all the lines in the whole book that I would say disturbed me the most was when Bill Wilson said, be sure to just um, not to pray for yourself but for others. And I'm so glad that somebody pointed out this morning that he went on to say to be able to know the difference between selfish and unselfish. And, you know, in my faith, uh, my God constantly is telling us in uh, telling me to be persistence. Persistence is like um, a widow who goes before a judge and sh- somebody uh, has really hurt her, but she goes back and she keeps. And the judge says, "I'm tired of listening to you." And so she he says, "Because uh, you've been, because you haven't have kept it up, I'm just going to give you what you want." You know. And then we have another thing where. A person's uh, knocking, knocking on somebody's door, you know, asking for something, and they they won't get out of bed to give them it, but they need something, but they keep knocking and knocking, and then the door is open, and so, you know, I know Bill, Bill W. uh, and I share the same faith, and I really believe when he wrote this, as we say in that ending prayer, you know, we don't know everything, there is still so much that God will teach us, and, um, I truly believe that in the third step prayer, when he specifically prays, you know, God, take away my difficulties. How can I not ask God about me over and over about my difficulties, which I have quite a few of, if um, if that's not asking for myself, you know? And I say today, um, anything that I have had to uh, pray about recently, last September— we needed to get out of debt, and I asked God continually over and over again. I truly don't believe that was selfish. I asked him over and over again with faith, and then, like, when I started by the 10th day, I had so much faith in so God. Oops, Is it over? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Felicity. Thank you,
0: Mary. Nancy R., please go ahead.
14: Hi, good morning. I'm Nancy R. I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive over and I have gotten so much from the chairs this morning. Uh, I, uh, I mean, all of them just so, just so wonderful and inspiring. I want to speak on one sentence. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Uh, one of the gifts of this program is that it has helped my religion to come, become real to me. Uh, sometimes when I'm at church, it seems like I've heard a twelve-step message, and these were things I'd heard I've been hearing all my life. But uh, the, the uh, working the twelve-step program has has uh, just opened my eyes to uh, the realities of living a spiritual life. Uh, there are a lot of tenets that I, I reject. It's not important. What's important is my relationship with my higher power. And being of maximum service to God, have to sit in, sitting sit in church pews for decades, it finally uh, became alive to me. Things I've heard for decades finally are becoming alive to me because of the relationship I have with God. And not only got it in these rooms. And for that, I'm so eternally grateful. And another thing I'm grateful for, that God didn't answer a lot of my prayers. I am so happy he didn't, because I've seen what the results would have been had he. Uh, my higher power knew what was best for me all along. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy.
15: Or um, Ronnie P., please go ahead. Okay, thanks, everybody. This is Ronnie P., recovered uh, compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. Um Gosh, what I love about this whole page is that there's something so relaxed and easy about it. It's not tortured, you know um, I think uh, in addiction, especially for me i could I could think my way into uh, into being in just this dervish of worry and like, am I getting this right and what is God and this whole page, if you look at the adjectives you know at the top, it gradually becomes a working part of the mind. It is not probable. That we're going to be inspired at all times, like it's just very relaxed. You know, next paragraph. We usually conclude uh, further in. We may ask for ourselves. Um, the paragraph we just read. We sometimes select and memorize. Suggestions about those may be obtained. There's so much permission in this page. The language of this. The language of this page is filled with permission, and re- it's just this relaxed and easy and wide open inquiry not just of our minds but also of our spirit and our intuition. And um, you know, having been raised in a faith that was all about, you know, rules and certainty and punishment, uh, to have this thing that says, Okay, let's kind of wipe this clean. Uh everything is allowed. Now what do you think it'll be for you? And the best way to find out is to pray to something. And the biggest relief I think I found in this program was when I realized that I thought I had to have my idea of a higher power before I could begin. And I didn't know what it was. And then I realized I could turn that uncertainty over to higher power. I could do something as simple as saying, okay, God, higher power source, whatever you are, I have no idea, so you're going to have to show me. And all I'm going to do is surrender to the idea that that's something it's going to eventually reveal itself to me. And that's actually been how my spirituality has developed. It's it's just a series of sort of revelations and, you know, uh, intuition. And, you know, when I stay abstinent, when I'm in the game, when those intuitions and realizations come up, I'm actually able to see them. And when I look back, I realize that my higher power has been revealing things to me all the time. But when I'm in... When I'm wrapped up in self and ego brought on by food, uh, I can't hear or see them. So what's replaced all of that is just a much more relaxed and calm and easy understanding and kind of knowing that, oh, okay, this is what it is. And sometimes it's even, oh, this is what it is today. And what I found is that I am continually surprised and delighted by how this higher source guides my life and to have all of my feeling like that tight white knuckled feeling of control and everything replaced by delight that is just sort of unrolling the way it's I time. it uh, has been such a gift and with that i pass thank you thank you ronnie p
0: um i'm sorry we're not going to be able to hear from others Lynn, uh, we could give you a one-minute share if you'd like it, or would you like to wait till afterwards?
16: Hi, this is Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada, and one minute is perfect for me. It says in the book, uh, be quick to see where religious people are right, but this is what I heard this morning. Be quick to see where others are right. And it just really hit me because I am so quick to judge, and they are always Wrong, and I can give you a list of reasons why they're wrong and a bunch of examples. It just really hit me, and that's what I love about the big book. Things resonate in my heart that I need to hear, that I need that God's talking directly to me in my heart. And boy, did I need to hear this this morning. Be quick to see where others are right, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Lynn S. And uh, we're going to close the meeting now. Leah S and Alita P., I hope you'll stay for the second unrecorded hour, which follows immediately after announcements. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 and follow that by the serenity prayer. Rebecca F., could you please read a vision for you on page 164? Thank you.
16: Hi, this is Rebecca F. from Connecticut, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got.